right, all right. Beanie Talks with Friends, episode 81. We're in the place to be. We're in the place to be for real. This is really the place to be. 100%. 100%. We're on One Constitution Plaza in Hartford, Connecticut. I'm with my man, Xavier Santiago. What's up, Xavier? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And I mean, it's a pleasure. It's going to be fun. Again, this is Feeney Talks with Friends. My name is Eric Feeney, founder and president of Friends of Feeney. Our mission is to help children and families that need assistance after heartbreak or tragedy. I use this podcast, Feeney Talks with Friends, and I talk to wonderful people that are doing great things in the community. And Xavier, how long you been in the community? Um, so I came from, from Puerto Rico in 96. 96. So grew up in Northern Hartford, in the Southern Hartford. Um, so I grew up, you know, back in the days when Connecticut was not as pleasant. You know, it was rough. Yeah. Um, so that encouraged me to be more part of the community gotcha. now more than ever, um, because I came from nothing. Yep. Came from basically poverty and I made a name for myself and a career for myself. So knowing that you help the people in the community, that's something that we do as a company and I do it all my spare time. Nice. Um, and it's very important to uplift the community 100 percent. No, that makes me very happy. I'm happy to hear that. I look forward to future collaborations. Um, what about what inspired you to be, you know, to pursue cooking? So, and I, and I've said this before, but like, ironically, like I have the, the life of a, of a dream chef, right? So I grew up in Puerto Rico with my grandmother, um, in between my grandmother and my mom. Um, she has a farm, obviously we live in Caguas, Puerto Rico, which is like a town, like a little, you know, mountain. Um, so with my grandmother, she like, we went to the, to, to the farm to get like the food and the chickens in the morning. We get the eggs. Like I saw everything made from scratch. And as a, as a young, as a young kid growing up for me, it's like, damn, like I'm poor because I'm not living the luxuries that somebody else had next to me or my neighbors or whatnot. And fast forward now that I'm a chef, it's like, I had the dream of like grow up at what actually where the food comes from and had my grandmother cook for me and basically showed me how to do like the basics in the kitchen and whatnot uh, and even growing flowers and all that kind of stuff so i always say i got lucky i was in, in when i was a child i felt as lucky but then now that i'm a chef i understand so much more and i had such an incredible like upbringing that motivates me to be a chef and uh it's just inspiring all around like i, I bring my, my grandmother up all the time because she was one of those persons that would make something out of nothing and I don't know, just had to, for agriculture, you got to have a hand. Like, not everybody could do agriculture, right? And she had that. And yeah. I always tell other chefs, like, nature gives us this perfect product. It's our job not to mess it up, right? Yeah. And plenty of people have said that before. And that's something that, you know, has always stayed with me. And it's continued to inspire me, like, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? Um, the creativity um, and the care for people and, more important, the... Um, where the product come from and where the product is so we can make out of it. And it just continued like to change people's lives. Yeah. What's your grandmother's name? Delilah. Delilah. Is she still with us? No, she passed away. Okay. So seven years now she passed away and I was like, you know, it's still very hard. I got tatted. <laughs> it's still like something like I haven't been in Puerto Rico since. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, we have properties in Puerto Rico and stuff like that, but I haven't been since just because it's something that um, I probably haven't still dealt with it personally or whatnot. Yeah. But um, every now and off, every now and then I, I post it on my social. Like, it's something that's always with me no matter what. Yeah. Because she, in the reality of it, she was like the person that guided me and showed me what food could be yep. as I was a kid. And then when I came in in 96, 
I started washing dishes at a restaurant called Tapas in the Brain Avenue. It's not there no more. Uh, when I was 15 years old. Oh, nice. So I that know, was, yeah, I could walk to that from my house. Tapas. So yeah. That was my, my my insight into the restaurant business. Oh, nice. What do you have a favorite meal that you could like remember cooking with your grandmother? So, um, so, so we, we a lot of things because she used to make like specific things, but for me, and it's um, it's a tradition in Puerto Rico, right? So in Puerto Rico, you have chickens, you got roosters, da da da, you got right, but it's always one rooster per, let's say, fifteen chickens, right? And yep. those roosters is the man. Yeah. When this rooster starts to like get older, it needs to get replaced. So, my grandmother used to call everybody over the house. And she'll kill the roost. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid looking at her doing it, right? She's a Christian lady, right? So I'm like, <laughs> but she'll grab the chicken, you know, she'll pluck it, kill it, break the neck, do the whole thing. And she'll make this, con which is crazy because she'll make this consomme, which is French. Yep. And in Puerto Rico and in Mexico and all that, we call it, they call it consomme. And then to do that, to do a perfect consomme, it takes years in, in, in the making. And French people perfect it. My grandmother used to do that in the middle of nowhere in the mountain in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. That's and cool. it was the most luscious and most, and that, that, that didn't is happen. Is it a often. soup? I don't know. The soup. Okay. So a consomme is like a very liquid soup with no impurities. It's almost like crystal clear. Okay. But it has all the flavor of the broth. Yep. So that was something that once in the blue was special to do. And no um, solid pieces in it at no, all. It was just the broth and you let it boil and you keep cleaning it and cleaning it until it's a perfect clear liquid. And I'm telling you, it's a French you use the, ro the rooster bones and meat, or just yeah, to like the stock of one. You have stock, to yeah. you, you have to just continue to clean it. And she, I mean, with the rooster, she would make actual soup out of it. But the consomme, the more concentrated consomme, she did it on the side. Gotcha. And she always made sure that I had my consomme because it was like make you stronger or not. But that was one of those things, right? So like, um, she made that it was like once in a blue. But if we talk about things that every day, like, it'll be lunchtime. We'll go down and get green bananas. Um, we have this like sweet potatoes that we call patata in Puerto Rico. Plantain, um, sweet potatoes. Plantains. Yeah. Um, we'll get all sorts of like things that grew up in the ground and we'll go get them. We'll come back up and like these things are like all root vegetables. I should boil them with salt water and you should take codfish, salted cod, and make like a salted cod like salad, olive oil, tomatoes. And you just take these vegetables, you put that little like almost cold salad on top. And Ooh, it was. That sounds good. After that, you take a nap, right? And I don't know she obviously made the best coffee. We'll go to church when I was a kid, and it was crazy because church keep people up. I mean, uh, coffee keeps people up, but we'll go to church at nighttime, come back home, and she'll make a for me. I, I was like what, maybe like ten years old, never, and she'll give me a cup of coffee. We we'll have a cup of coffee, talk about church, and then go to sleep. But like it was just like I don't know. Everything she did was just like that special. But I think. Everybody's grandma do, does everything that special. Yeah. I just think in the career that I'm at, I feel like I was more fortunate to understand it and see it from that point of view, you know? That's very nice that you had that special bond. What about Cayepas? Canepa. Canepa? Canepas, yeah. They're uh, the delicious. Pain the ass again. <laughs> right? Did they have them down there too? Yes, yes. Seasonal. Um, towards the end of um, summertime, they start to come on. Yeah, there's another. Some people call them something else too, right? Are they... You well, know I mean, another name for them? No, in Puerto Rico, they call it Canepa. Yeah, but, but I mean, they also grow like in South America, but they call it something else. Yeah. I gave one to my buddy once and he just went, he tried to crunch it. I'm like, oh, you no, broke your teeth because <laughs> you just got to suck the goo. That's good stuff. And the same thing, before they get super, super ripe, uh, but they start to get soft in Puerto Rico, we'll take them. You put sugar and you just toss them in the sugar and let the sugar let it sit for a little Ooh, bit. Oh, sugar. Ah, uh, dude, it's like, but then you get sweet and sour. So good. 
Yeah, my buddy BG, I thought he was going to break his tooth. I was like, hey, crack it open and you try it. And he's just like, and no, I heard the no crunch. Joke. I'm like, B, you're going to break your teeth. <laughs> no, those things are no joke. Like, that, that, that shit hurts. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have sponsors. I want to shout out. Thank you, Direct Line Media. Well, thank you, number one, to the place to be. Thank you for hosting us. This is an amazing spot. This is huge. We're on one Constitution Plaza. But again, thank you to Direct Line Media. Dave and Kyle have been putting up with me for 81 episodes. This is episode that's, 81. That's intense. That's intense. Right? It's great. We're going to have to open a bottle of champagne at the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you're talking. Um, and we have sponsors, West Hartford Lock, um, Gastro Park, Weeha Brewing and Roasting, Keating Agency Insurance, the Golf Law Group, uh, the Fix IV, Luna Pizza. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, Luna. You know Alex? I've, I've, I've met him a couple of times here and there. Um, working on Parkville Market. Carlos, got to follow up with him. He's going to be a sponsor soon. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, yeah, with West Hartford Lock. So, three keys. What are three keys that make you a great chef? What are three keys? Um... 100% respect. If you don't got respect, you ain't going to make it nowhere. Um, ambition. Yep. And being humble. Nice. I think, and I say it in the sense that you get kids that go to school and, you know, more power to the people that go to school. I unfortunately did not. <laughs> but, like, you don't go to school and come out in your shop. Mm -hmm. You have to start the trenches, you mm -hmm. know, and work yourself up. So I think... You have to be humble. I mean, you, yeah. you, you could have all you could have all the accolades and everything in the world, and always remain humble. That's the one thing I do with my with my cooks in this in this company. And I have about maybe about 30, 40 people that wow. that, that cook the line cook, including expos. And um, it's the respect. Like I walk in the kitchens, I wash dishes, I scrub floors, I'm elbow to elbow cooking with people. Like I open it, I open the restaurant, I close the restaurant, like. For me, there's no such thing or nothing that I can't... I won't ask you to do nothing I wouldn't do myself. Nice. And yeah. I think that's what makes a great chef is just being humble, have the respect, and just um, have the ambition to do, want to do more. Yeah, lead by example. Yeah, that's great. Don't tell anyone to do something that you wouldn't do. That's 100%. A, that's amazing. That's, uh, that goes for any leadership role. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, ambition, humble, and respect. ambition, and, and respect. respect. I like that one. Yeah, respect. That, that can help, help you in any position. Oh, uh, profession as well. I mean, we, we respect a million things, but you have to respect your peers, respect your industry, your guests, uh, respect the product. Just self-respect for yourself, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we do with food. We do, we can we get people sick. Like, you have to have that self-respect for yourself to care about what you're doing. So yeah. I think it starts with yourself, and then you pour it into your crew, and then your crew to the guests. And it's like a, it's a continuous event. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm a true believer that angry chef makes angry food, <laughs> and you could tell. You know, you could tell when a chef is focused. And it's as something as simple as like we make omelets here. We make omelets. We do breakfast. I mean, we do some crazy stuff, but we do simple breakfast, right? Yeah. Come with your family, enjoy it. But you could tell when somebody's making an omelet that is just just throwing the plate and doesn't give a shit, and when somebody really get really cares and it's a nice little fold, it's lined up the right way, or the garnish should look good. It, it just, it, you can just tell. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's funny. Angry food, angry chef makes angry food. It, it, angry food, is, angry food is horrible. And you gotta <laughs> respect the grind too. You know the grind, like you said, you started off fifteen washing dishes, and you just con constantly worked yourself up, and now you're an award-winning chef. Yes. What was it? An award-winning? You were on a TV show and you won it all. 
I wanted to thank, thank, thank tell, the guys. Tell us Lexington. about that. That's amazing. Chopped, so, right? Chopped. Yeah, I was in Chopped. So prior to Chopped, we did 86D. Yep. Which was uh, um, Scott, uh, Dante from Zephyr's Pizza, Chaney, um, Ian Connecticut, the girls at Ian Connecticut. Yep. And it was this, this cool uh, competition about... This is before Chopped? Before Chopped. Gotcha. That was, that kind of... So Chopped was 2019, right? Yeah, so that, when was this? 2018. Okay, gotcha. Like, towards the end of 18, Chopped was like aired in 19. Gotcha. Um, that kind of like boost me up to get that, and then they contact me to go be in a show or whatever. What does 86D stand for? 86D, 86D, so 86 in the kitchen, but 80, something 86, like it's done. Thrown right? out, right? Yeah, like, no, because we don't have no more. Like, oh, yeah, 86 being we're done, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. So 86D was like um, a friendly competition with all local chefs and um, all the local top talent. Yeah, that was in that was in the area at the time, and I was working at Barcelona, and I was just like up and coming, kind of like nobody knew nothing about me, nothing at all. Everybody, everybody else that was in, they were like the top dogs. I was the hundred percent underdog in the, going in, and um, and I think I was like the last minute pick also, but we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I jumped. I got invited. I was like, okay, I I, I cleared out at Barcelona. And I'm like, can I do it? They was like, okay, you could do it, but you can't lose. I'm like, all right. Wow. And every day I had to go compete. I competed against people that I worked next to, that their their chefs were at some point some of my mentors per se. Um, and they've been with their mentors forever. Like these people got all the all the guns possible to do whatever. And I took it to heart. I was like, this is where I have to prove a point. Yep. And every competition I went, every opponent they put against me, I annihilated them. Like we didn't even talk about who, how many points I, I won by. I made sure like I did what I had to do. Nice. Like I showed up and did my work, hundred <laughs> percent. Where did that take place? So it was all over the place. We did um, coma. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, coma. What was the other one? Um, the pizza place, the Max's Pizza. Forget the name of it. Savoy. Savoy. Yep. Uh, Zahara. Z yep. India, when India was there. Yep. Uh, Cooking the Bear, when Cooking the Bear was there, which oh, is yep. now our place to be. Um, I think those were the five restaurants that we did. I believe those were the five restaurants. Did you restaurants. have to cook based on where you were? Like, did you cook Coma-style food at Coma, so, Zahara-style food at Zahara? Somewhat. So they, they gave us, they, they gave us like um, a secret ingredient, right? But the idea was to like, you know, you'd be ready. You had to get mentally ready and somewhat. So what I used to do, I studied the menu. So I somewhat had an idea of what was in that place. Lucky for me, like Tapas was Mediterranean, so that's Sahara. Um, I cooked at a place, a little place in Handem called uh, Cafe Amici that was Italian. So going to Italian food was not a problem. Um, I love Indian food and I and I and I um, studied it for a while so I, I knew the flavors oh nice I worked at Koji for like back in the day Koji and Hartford for like a couple months and I opened up the New Haven location so I knew how to do Japanese food so I kind of knew almost everything because I already studied it or because I read I read a lot and I yeah, follow nice. cultures and I worked for a lot of these places for free to learn so each thing they, they threw at me in relocation they put me in I knew somewhat the idea of what I was going to do. You're like Lionel from Thundercats. <laughs> you could do anything. You beat every. You have everybody's talent. 
a classic cartoon <laughs> episode. He like was faster than this character, it's a tower. stronger than the other character. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, Thundercats. Oh yeah, Thundercats. Ho! <laughs> got Thundercats. You got the Silverhawks at the time. And then, or Mike Trout. Mike Trout does it all. He's the baseball player. He's got a great arm. He's fast. He's a great defense. He could hit. He could catch. He could throw. You're the Mike Trout of cooking. <laughs> Mike Trout. 81. You're the Terrell Owens of uh, cooking. 80 for 81. <laughs> this is great. So, yeah. So, you won 86D. That catapulted yeah, so you. So, you got your chop. name out. And then you went to Chopped. Where did Chopped take place? New York. So oh, wow. The, um... New York, Brooklyn, that's where we did. It has like a weird building. The weirdest thing was you walk in there and it's like boarded. It's a boarded building. You would think it's abandoned. And inside they have all this equipment and that's where everything takes place, right? Um, it was the longest day. We got there at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. And I left there almost at 9 o'clock at night. And it was just nonstop. Oh, was way. that one day was the competition and you could win it in that one day? That one day. And it's there were how many day. chefs? Uh, three, uh, four, uh, me, four total. Nice. And it was just like, there was a real estate there. Like, like, you know, in the morning you have breakfast and you're doing your paperwork, da, 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 whatever. They take your phones away, everything. You have nothing. You walk, oh, you no don't phone. get your phone back until you leave. Or nothing for that matter. Like, you only have whatever you, like, I, I kept a chapstick and a, and, a, and, a, <laughs> and a five hour energy drink. <laughs> That's what I had. Because I was nervous. But it got real. Like, the first round went in. And I was nervous. I'm like, okay, but we do what we had to do. And like the first person that got chopped, when we went back to the to the room, to like the waiting room, there was a chair missing. And this person, we didn't even say bye to him. Like he was gone and the chair was missing. Ooh. Yo, you walk in, it's like a mental game. You walk in and you're like, oh, this is real. Oh, so they're playing with like, your emotions too. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Each of us have a um a director. And each director has a they have a story. And everything that we spoke about, they know everything that's going on. So they know what questions to ask, what moves to trigger. Like, it, it was a very mental. Wow. They, 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 they send you to battle with, like, your mind is all over the place. So you couldn't look up any menus. All no. off the dome, whatever you had to cook was there. No, so, you know, no cookbooks, obviously. No, Silly not question. No um, phones, no, no, no questions. Like the ingredients were surprised. Like you're gonna see them when they open the basket. Yeah. What was the craziest ingredient? You won with like some crazy ingredient. I forgot what it was. I, I used uh, uh, everything was a little crazy. All the dishes were made like was you know whatever I could come up with. Yeah. But like um, oh my god, I forget. It's a Japanese berry. Can't think of the name right now. Um, that thing was like um. Because it was... Um, snake eye? Oh, snake eye. That was a dessert. Oh, the snake eye. And then... I'm trying uh, to think of the, um, the name of the berry. It's a jab. It's like an sumac? Asian berry. Sumac was um, an ingredient. Okay. It's like a seasoning. Oh, sumac. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. Monkfish. That was sumac, easy. Sumac, asparagus. Oh, it's in that same dish. The, the, the berry came out in that same dish. Japanese salted plums. Oh, oh, oh. Umibushu? Umibushi. Oh my God, dude, that shit. So they Umabushu? Did I say that right? Umabushi. Okay. They didn't put it on camera, but like, I'm like, oh, okay, sounds sweet. Because I, I saw everything. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm making. I was like, oh, this is a sweet product. Let me see. I put it in a whole thing in my mouth, and it's like pickled salt. Ooh. Mush. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> I spit it out, and now my whole tongue is like salt and vinegar. Oh. Right? It was bad. It was really, it was horrible. Oh, because you had to. 
you didn't want to just throw it in there without tasting it first, right? Because yeah, I thought it was sweet. You expected then, it to be a fruit. Exactly. So it's naturally that flavor. It naturally becomes that no, salty. They, they pickle it. They pickle uh, it and gotcha, make it gotcha, salty. Gotcha, they, gotcha. They, they, they preserve it and pickle it and it's like super salty. Gotcha. That um, makes sense. I, I never I never tried it fresh, but like the way they, they use it in Japanese cuisine is like that. Pickled. Um, so I'm like, okay. I got to figure this out. So because I knew all, I, I kind of knew what I was going to do from the, when I, as soon as I saw everything that was in front of me. That was the curveball. 100%. And then you try to use it in certain ways, but like it's a weird show because you get crucified if <laughs> you use too much, but then you get also hit if you use too little. So it's like, you know, you have to find the balance without yeah. doing too much but not doing too little because if you do too little, ah, it feels like you play it safe. But if you do too much, you overshadow the ingredient. Ah. So I'm like, fuck, you know, like, what do you do? You know, like, they, they, they're good. I'm saying they, Did you watch the show it. prior to going on it? Or did you ask oh, yeah. people? Okay. No, no, I, I still watch the show. I mean, oh, it's still that, on and everything. That's one of the shows that you said that, yes, yeah, so, I mean, somebody saw it. It was on maybe like two, three weeks ago. And nice. People still hit me up. Yeah, I'm watching you right now. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, um, it's one of those shows that you watch one episode and you watch six. Oh, nice. It's that like you sit there and you just binge watch. I mean, because it's just cool. It's like action, you know, it's dramatic as hell, you know? Yeah, my daughters love like the. British baking show, nailed it. Nailed it's awesome. Yeah, nailed you gonna it. do any more? You got any inspiration to go on another show? W working on it. So, so I wanted to do, and we we're gonna try to do Beat Bobby Flay. Oh yeah. And um, but then COVID hit. So now it's like the past year they've been getting back into the thing. So I am trying to do Beat Bobby Flay. That's what I'm trying to get into now. Now, how do you apply for that? Do you just you keep applying online, and um. It's like the people I knew before don't work for the Food Network anymore. So it's like you have Who to like beat continue. Bobby Flay? Someone in West Hartford beat Bobby yeah, Flay. Yeah. Um, the oh my God, the chef from um the new place from Sparrow. Yeah. Adam Greenberg. Oh yeah, Adam, he beat him. Adam beat bad people. Adam, Adam won like chopped like four times. Beat Bobby Flay, which is funny. He beat Bobby Flay with like the dish that Bobby Flay loves Barcelona. So he chicken pimientos. He beat him with that dish that he complimented. Oh wow. But it's a dish of your master. I think if you worked at Barcelona. You master chicken pimiento. You pretty much master how to cook a half a chicken flawlessly. Like the guy from Sparrow worked at Barcelona too? Yeah. Oh, he was one of the first ones. Oh, gotcha. That that started in Barcelona. So, like, he knew that dish at like, the back of his head, you know? And, like, it's a dish that we all master. Like, you can Now, what's the specialty? What do you need to do to the chicken? You, something special? It's nothing special. It's, like, the cooking technique. Like, like... So it's the way we so we clean this so you have your, you have your drumstick you have your, your your breast but then the thigh you clean it also becomes boneless yeah so you do super super screaming hot pan skin down you just put it in the oven you uh, have to time it perfectly so the breast cook yep everything everything that the the thigh always gonna take a little longer it's more, more juicy but then you almost at the end you take it out the skin is crispy you flip it for two seconds on the other side Ooh. you drain the fat Take the chicken out in that same pan. You put in your garlic, your thyme, uh, your garlic thyme, your cherry peppers, your white wine, your butter, da 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 da. You made the pan sauce with the drippings from the chicken. Nice. It's, just, it's incredible. Dude. Oh, man. It's, My it's, mouth it's, is watering right now. I can go for the, that right it's now. Hand down, one of the best chicken dishes. That, they still got it at Barcelona? Oh, 100%. What is it again? Chicken pimientos. Chicken. And is, is the olive pimiento? Uh, the pi so pimiento means like peppers. Uh, okay. So we use cherry peppers for it. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's such a good dish. But in really, really, the original, the original dish is called chicken scarpiello. So chicken scarpiello has everything that I just said, but also has sausage. 
Ooh, yeah. So chicken scarpiello comes with sausage. They have sausage. them both at Barcelona? No, so the traditional way of doing it is Italian, so they do it with sausage. Barcelona would just do it without sausage. Well, they, they, they do it without sausage. So they do the chicken pimento at Barcelona. Yeah. But the scarpelletto? Yep, scarpiello has sausage. Where can I get that? I don't know. I don't know the places that make Carbones you know, oh, you know in Bloomfield? No. no you know who makes it? Um, Terreno? Downtown? Terreno. Never heard of that one. Where's that? Toronto. It's right across from um, from Max's, the Goodwin Hotel. Okay. All right. What's the name? Oh my God! Can do the salute? Oh no. No no no. Uh, it's right. So it's, it's next to Max's in the in the Goodwin Hotel. The chef that owns my God, can't believe I his, cannot believe I forget his name right now. Across from Pig's Eye. What's uh, that Italian spot? That's a good Italian spot too. That closed down. It did. Yeah. Ah. Uh, it was open for a little bit, but it closed down. But I'm trying to think, oh, my God. The rest of the, the, the chef that was in um, Tyler Anderson. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So Tyler Anderson, he opened up Toronto, and he has a scarpiello. It's fucking incredible. Like, the food there, if you haven't been, the food is like. At Toronto. Toronto is incredible. And um, then he has a little bar towards the front of the Goodwin Hotel, which is um, Bar Pina. Incredible cocktails. But the food at Toronto, scarpiello. You go have it there. And then Pimientos, obviously, Barcelona. Dude, I can't wait. It, it's really good stuff. Um, Vulgar Chef, Kyle, uh, he does crazy stuff. But he told me this spot in Westfield, Mass, Santiago's, uh, Puerto Rican food. It's like the best Puerto Rican food. That's um, hard to find. That's hard to find. And that's these dudes did it find. right in Westfield, Mass, Santiago's. And, and, if, he, and if, he, if he recommended it, it must right? be good because he's very picky. Yeah. So I went... Um, Brooke Goff suggested Son Susi in Meriden for steak. Okay. Um, right. I really like La Tavola in Waterbury or Varan Rondo in Cheshire. I like Rondo. I like Rondo. Rondo. I've, been, I've, been there one, I've been there a couple of times. Rondo, they do a good job. Beautiful place. The patio yeah. is incredible. Oh, yeah. Beautiful patio. They do a good job, though. They spent like $3 million fixing that up during COVID. During COVID, they spent $3 mil. That's wild. Were you at Carbone's at one time in Bloomfield, Yes, right? I, I was at Carbone's. In um, Rocket Hill, so I did Carbone's Rocket Hill. I helped them out a little bit with um, Bloomfield with the menus and whatnot. We exchanged ideas with the chefs or whatever. Um, so we did a lot of Carbone. We did a lot of cool things. Like we definitely stepped up the idea of what an Italian steakhouse should be. Oh, nice. Uh, at least when I was there, I, I don't know what they're doing now. I mean, they they're still, obviously they're still open, doing great. Um, well, we were there. I think the focus with, with Vinny was um, Vinny very old school Italian. And the idea was, uh, how do we make this a modern steakhouse idea, whatever? And the time, that, I mean, the time that was there, obviously COVID hit, and we survived COVID being very creative through COVID at Carbones. But I think um, when we, when after COVID, we definitely stepped up to the point that it was probably when we, we had best steak programs and, and best Italian steakhouse programs like in, in, in the state, 100%. Oh wow! But it was it, it was it, the team was incredible, and we worked very hard to get it to where it was. That's great. So yeah, you are definitely multi-talented with, you know, Carbones, um, Barcelona, Tapas, Zahar, oh, different style foods. There's, Do you have a favorite uh, cooking? Like where you Spanish, where you like cook? Uh, Spanish, Spanish, Spain. Spain. Like I love Puerto Rican food. I love Dominican food. I love island food. So like the difference is like I'm. Is that you could say people in South America, they're South Americans, right? Uh, Latin American, Mexicans are Mexicans, Spain for people, they're Spain. 
and we're Caribbean, so that's Haiti, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Trinidad. So our food is all Spanish because we all speak the same language, but it's all so different. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You get certain food at Puerto Rico that you, you can't get to Dominican. It's not the same as Dominican Republic, and, but we're an hour away in a boat, right? Yeah. But it's so different, but the food is so good in the tradition. And I think the care for it, like the care is incredible, especially if you go to, to Puerto Rico, it's incredible. But I went to Spain and I cooked in Spain and we were there for like almost two weeks or whatnot with Barcelona. And after I saw the culture and how the people are in Spain and how they talk, how they treat, how they just like, you go to a restaurant and you feel like the waiter loves their job. Yeah. Like they want to talk to you. I mean, that they want to sell you food. They, they, they know the product. Like they give a fuck. I mean, yeah. And you can find that in America. I yeah, mean, that's the best time. When my it, wife and I are out and they want to, they'll suggest something. or And then we love it. It's something new. And, you know, they like, they, they enjoy being there. Yes. And they want to talk with us. And, you know, that is, it, it, it helps our date. It 100%, helps our mood. 100%. It helps our, enjoy our time. Exactly. Right? And if, if you want us to come back, they're like the face of the franchise right now. Uh, We're not really 100%. looking at the chef. So servers are very important. They're, they're, they're the ones in charge of the front. Like, you're in charge of the experience. We'll, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure the food is good and it looks good. But, like, yeah. you have to make sure you present it right now. Right? Yep. Um, like, for example, I went to, not so long ago, I was in Florida, and I went to Jose Andres, which is, like, one of my, I, I, Jose Andres, one of the best chefs, and he does Spanish food. Um, and we're sitting there having dinner, and, um, I was going to order gambas a la hija, which is like shrimp, like garlic, sherry vinegar, and like butter or whatever, right? Or you could do it with olive oil and guanajilla, peppers, and simple. Anyways, um, the waiter's like, oh, I got something else. I got this head on prawns, done very similar. You should get it. I like, hurt. So it comes in, and little pot, you know, the flame is on, very dramatic. Couple head on prawns, the grilled bread. Like, you know, you take the garlic and you smother on the bread with the shrimp. Oh, it was, yeah. it was oh, delicious, yeah. right? But what I was going to buy was 13 bucks. That was 28 uh, But I didn't give a shit about paying 28 because it was that special. Yeah. And yeah. he was so, like, genuine about it and, like, had that, that brought me immediately to that, 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 that spot. When I, those, those, all those spots that I went to in Spain. So not only the culture and the way people are about the food, and in combination with like the flavors that I like to, and obviously growing up in the Spanish Caribbean household, that is the food I, I, I tend to like do, that I love doing. Like paellas is one of my favorite things to do. Oh yeah, paella. Like if I, if I, if I do the Bayou Flay thing, paella is gonna be the Where thing I'm gonna battle. Where do you go for your paella? Where's the best? Now it's hard. I mean, Barcelona still does a decent job of paellas, but um, it's hard. I, I recently just, just went to, to Philadelphia, uh, Amore and um, I mean Amada by Jose Jose Garces mm -hmm. and it was delicious it was really good but in Connecticut um, I don't know they hit a miss man like people don't do it right yeah Ace uh, Adrian Billing Smith she's like the director of equity and diversity in West Hartford she loves paella and then my friend Manuela, Manuela is from Spain, and she's like, "You got to get this." I forgot what it was, but yeah, where you get your paella says a lot, you know. And if you know your paella, no, but, like it, 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 it's um labor of love. Like in summertime, I do parties, and people people will call me, "Hey, can you make a paella for me?" Da da. da. Like I, I sell paellas here and there. I bring the pan. Da da da. Oh, I cook it. Every every time it's a barbecue, like yo, I make the paella. 
Yeah. Like we do it with char grill, we do it on the floor, like wood, whatever, whatever big, it takes. I get the big one there. Yeah. I got a couple. I got a big one. I got a couple of small ones, but like I get the bombo rice from Spain. I made the sofrito. Like I get the fresh food in the, like in that morning before doing it. Uh, I made the stock for it. Like it's just something yeah. that to me is just so relaxing. Yeah. And then the process of it. And then once people eat it, like you get a little like the sakra, which is like the crunchy rice. Yes, and the crunchy. Without uh, the crunchy rice, you ain't doing shit. Like, yeah, the crust, the like. Go back to like, I grew up eating the crunchy rice. My grandmother, she made the white rice, and she put like um, pork belly at the bottom of the pan. Yeah. To like render the fat to make the rice more tasty, right? Yep. And um, at the end of it, once she she served whatever, she'll scrape the bottom and make these little balls. Oh yeah. Of crispy rice. The, you can't beat that. That's like, but, that's what I want right now. But I, I grew up eating that stuff. And then fast forward to now. And in Spain, if you don't have that crust, if, if you make a paella and you don't have the little crust in the bottom, you failed. That is wow. not a paella. That is boiled rice. And they will crucify you for it. They do not <laughs> fucking My buddy Rich at Fantasy Football, he's a Spanish teacher. Um, he's making paella. And the campfire, we're hanging around. And then he's like, yo, what happened? He's like, he was supposed to put like, Three liters. Well, it takes a lot of water. Yeah. He, he only put three cups. Oh, so, shit. <laughs> so we're like, yo, why is this so dry? Then he just took the hose, the garden hose, put the garden hose on. We're like, but it turned out to be delicious. And, you know, of course, the fantasy football guys are ranking on him. And we're like, he just recently admitted at the Yankee game that he put, he was like, yo, you know what I did wrong? I only I was supposed to do like three liters of water. I only did three cups. Yeah, he's been thinking about it since. <laughs> yeah, almost a half a year. He's like still on still thinking, still stewing on it. So Rich, it's all right. We're not mad at you. It was still delicious. No, uh, hopefully we'll give you another shot this year for the fantasy football. No, no, hundred percent. I'll come through. You this should year. come through. No, we'll do a throwdown. Yo, yeah, yeah. Can, I, I, I've been. <laughs> can you beat Xavier? You know, beat Bobby Flay, beat the X Man. Can you beat Xavier? I'll be done. I love doing paella. That's the guy. That's the best thing. Paella, a couple of drinks, some good champagne, a couple of beers. It's the best evening ever. You know. Oh come on, we'll pay you. Come through for the fantasy. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so cool. Nah, but hey, let me know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. What do you have a favorite restaurant? I know you named a lot. We talked a lot of restaurants. There's a follow-up question. Do you uh, have a favorite restaurant? I do, and it's a restaurant I go to. I went for my birthday, my 40th birthday this past September. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Shell and Bones. Shell and Bones. Where's Shell that? and Bones in New Haven. Oh, wow. It's um, it's incredible. Like, do you go in summertime? Like, um, what street's that on? I can think Is of it new? Street. No, no, it's been there for a while. It's like, it's, so it's like, um, you know the tacos? The taco trucks in New Haven, yeah. the highway. Oh, yeah. It's in that area. Um, I can't think of the address, but like oh, over by Longworth. Yes, like, in that area, like on the, on the opposite side. So it's right. Is on the it water. on the water? It's on the water. Ah, it's yeah. Like a great it used building. to be like so many different things. Yeah. So Arturo Franco, it's the chef. You also own uh, Franco's Garage. If you want any Mexican food, dude. Yep. And that's a play on Skull and Bones. Is the old old school underground, uh, like gang in Yale University. So I'm thinking oh, that's so a play. Like a play George on that. W. Bush was part of Skull and Bones. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> they did crazy stuff and you had to get initiated and the students were like dark, scary stuff. Maybe someone got murdered. It's like all legend rumors, oh, urban, okay, legend. Okay. Oh, urban legend. Urban oh, legend. So awesome. it's Skull and Bones. So that's so why that Shell, Shell and Bones. Bones. Ah, all right. So, that's a cool name. And like the food is incredible. Like you go in there in the summertime, they have like, the deck is, the deck is over the water. And you could be eating, and the boat just come in 
to to that. I mean, oh, right, right next to you. So you got a little view. It's and, fucking cool, dude. Yeah. And the food is delicious. The oysters are delicious. Franco is an incredible chef, super creative. His whole team is like, yeah, hands down. All right, From Franco to all the executive in that team, like the chefs and whatnot, and. And that's Everything a, a good paella good. spot. Is it Spanish? Is it seafood? They don't do paella. They, they do seafood. They, it's more like seafood and steaks. Okay, seafood and steaks. But like, if you want to do like good Mexican, he also owns um, Camacho's Garage. Camacho's Garage in New Haven is another one of our favorite restaurants. Oh, nice. And then it's Brico's, West okay. Hartford. Yep. Billy, my man. Like, you can never go wrong. Yeah. Like, I could be having a bad day and go go somewhere to eat and it sucked, and I'm like, you know what? Cool. We just gotta go to Brico and save the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brico's is uh, just good, man. Like that place is special. Brico's is one of those restaurants that will forever be like my best restaurant to go to. That gets a lot of lot of play for favorite restaurant when I ask the question. And again, that's the waiters too. You know, they love yes. their job. They wanna. They'll help you. They'll they'll suggest things. Billy comes by, talks you up. He's ah, awesome. Billy's awesome. Billy's awesome. His energy. Yeah. I try to get him on. He's gonna come on the show. We're gonna do a cooking show at awesome. Brico's. I hope. Um, but he's awesome. Yeah, Brico, I just went there the first two years in a row, the first Yard Goats game of the year, my buddy Nate, and then we go to Brico right after. So two years in a row, we hit up the first game, Yard Goats, which was like April 14th, and then we hit up Brico after. They make a great old-fashioned. I had, I wanted to get the tuna. There was only one more tuna left. Uh, my buddy Josh, first time there. So you had to do it. And I had to let Josh <laughs> have the tuna. You had to be a gentleman. I got the... Um, like the hot sausage pasta plate, uh, spicy sausage yeah, pasta. The, the bake, the yeah. baked rigatoni. Yes, yes, yes. The baked rigatoni is delicious. Yeah. But like, um, what do you get? I mean, it all depends. I try to do whatever I have fresh, but like um, the seafood one, the ink pasta is always good. The steaks are really delicious. So it all, all really depends. I try to go for whatever fresh pasta situation they got going on because yeah. they do a really good job at it. Um, you know what's good too? Like, and it's fairly new. I don't know if, you, if you've been uh, for pizza. Um, Zephyr's Pizza in yeah. West Hartford. No. Dante is like, kills it. I had that. The um, They do like a Christmas walk, the holiday stroll. And we volunteered and we were like right at the corner. And it was like my volunteers were it's for Friends of Feeney event. I'm like, we're going to get Zephyr's. Ordered online. Fantastic. Dude, it's like, that is our spot. Like everybody from like, from place to be, like, like the leadership group. That it, we, we either, it's, it's ironic. So we either get pizza from Zephyr's and we go to have a couple of beers or we eat Whoppers. Whoppers is like, a, <laughs> if you're having a bad day, like, yo, can somebody Uber some Whoppers, please? This is, we're just having a shit day today. Yeah. And we all get Whoppers. Now, who has more tats, you or Dante? I think I do. And did you guys have a hot dog cooking contest? Yes. <laughs> and did the loser have to get a tattoo? Yeah, the, the 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 bottom four, they had to get, that was part of the deal. Who And they got tattoos? Yeah. They who, like a hot dog. who were the bottom four? They, I can't think. Um, so there was. And did you finish top four, bottom four? You won that. I won, you I won, won that. You won yeah. that. My bad. I um, forgot who I'm talking to. Well, they, I, you can't lose. I can't lose that. <laughs> nobody wants to compete against me. It's fucking fuck that. <laughs> no, but like the dude from like, what's his name from, um, what's that restaurant in Weathersfield? A nice one. The new one. Oh, uh, yeah. I just heard of it. Uh, I just talked about it, actually. Is the something. Someone just suggested this one too. It's not George. What the fuck is? I can't think. I can't is it on that. the water, too? No, Look that like, up. Look that up. It's like right in the town of Weathersfield. Weathersfield new restaurant. We got Jamie. Jamie, look that up. Use your phone. 
Oh, oh come on. Okay. All right, not to be rude. Let's, let's look up new restaurant Wethersfield. Um, no, that's funny because I know you – I saw that, and I was like, these dudes really got tattoos. <laughs> Where did he put it on his body? I think, so I think Dante got one. <laughs> the, the, um, I, the other two chefs, they were from different restaurants. I don't know who they who they were. And I know – I'm pretty sure the guy from over there, he got one too, but I can't think of his name right now. Is it the George? It might be the George. No. New restaurants. New restaurants. And I just Googled new restaurants, Weathersfield. Calaboon Ron. The Charles. Lanucci Italian Kitchen? No, Charles. The Charles. That's, That's what it one. is. Yep, it is the, yep, Charles. the Charles. Good call. So I haven't been, but I've heard nothing but good things about that place. The chef used to be the chef over at that. What's the name of that? That hotel was Hartford, right in front of the place to be. The big hotel. The, oh, yeah, Delmar. So he used to be the chef at that restaurant for a while. Super talented, super like nice person. I mean, the restaurant won like best best restaurant last year, something the like Charles that. The Charles or yeah. Delmar? Uh, um, the Charles. So I haven't, I haven't been able to go, obviously, but busy. But um, I, the chef is awesome, and I haven't heard, heard nothing but good things. But he was involved in this whole hot dog situation. <laughs> so it was crazy. It was, it was fun. It was, I don't know. It was, it was, it was something. That's crazy. So I, I go to Zephyrs to get pizza. And it's crazy because I go there for like just to pick up a pizza and I end up being three hours, you know. <laughs> so we start drinking and just joking. And I'm like, yo, we should do a hot dog pop-up. And then, they're, oh, she has a great idea. He said, how about we make it a hot dog batter? I'm like, oh, shit. And yo, that <laughs> night, like we call it, what's his name? What's the, um, the girl from Mystic? Um, Renee. Uh, Renee Danino? Yeah. From, we call her. We FaceTime her on Instagram. <laughs> We're like, yo, she finished the service. You were, we were late. Right? <laughs> He's like, yo, we're doing a hot dog. Because she has like a hot dog, like a super creative hot dog she makes over there. And I'm like, yo, we're doing a hot dog competition. You had to join. We sauced. Like, we just <laughs> talking shit at that time. And next day, she's like, you guys you guys realize you called me? It was like, one in the morning? I'm like, I'm sorry. They're like, <laughs> oh, that's so good. But it was like the hot dog. I don't know. It was cool. It was the hot dog company. You guys were inspired. Sometimes it gets the exactly. ideas moving. It gets the good ideas going. Now, me and Don taking in a room and so a lot of random shit comes up. We, we got to write that down. So you're at Shell and Bones. You can eat with four guests, dead or alive. Who are you eating with? Shell and Bones in New Haven. Dead or alive? Anybody in the world. Ever. Will Ferrell. <laughs> That's my man. Will Ferrell's just funny motherfucker. Will Ferrell. Um, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yep. This guy, I, you know, not, I feel like we know a lot about Jordan, but we don't know shit about Jordan. Yeah. Right? Tyson. Love boxing. Uh, Bruce Lee. Like a, uh, Ooh, yeah. Bruce Lee. That's a very interesting. I want to be at this dinner. <laughs> It's like, it's like it's something different, but I because I feel like it's people that we know their stories, but we don't really know much about them still. Yeah, I mean, but bro, I love Enter Japanese movies. I love, oh, yes. I love karate movies, old school, like the kung fu and jumping from roof to roof and other crazy shit. Love that stuff. Yeah, and then Tyson is, you know, I love boxing. Tyson's a legend, like he's a fucking legend. Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell. Like you just want to sit down with Will Ferrell and just have a beer. Like, I've always said that Will Ferrell is the guy who sit down, have just a couple of beers and just talk shit. I mean, like yeah, he's good. You ever see the him and Marky Mark or uh, Mark Wahlberg? They go yeah, back yeah. and forth telling dad jokes. Ah, <laughs> oh, just them not trying to laugh is hilarious. No, it's stepbrothers like the stepbrothers the, the is great. Step brothers like the dude is just 
funny. They're like, ah, ah. he's just good. He's good. Elf, Step Brothers, all yeah, that was a classic. 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 The dude just makes funny movies. Like he's just good at. I don't know. He he doesn't even have to. He'll show up somewhere. He'd be at a basketball game, and you see his face, and you just do something random in your life. It's fucking Will Ferrell. Like yeah, he's good. All right, we, n- another game. First, last, best, worst. We'll do tattoos. Your first tattoo, your last tattoo, your best tattoo, and your worst tattoo. First tattoo was this right here. The dragon. Yep. And the castle together. All at the same time. Nice. So I used to do music back in the days. So it's like a wizard with a microphone and stuff. One of these days, I actually like it. It's just it's like I did it when I was young as fuck, like seventeen. But um, what kind of music? Rap. Yeah, I, I used to write. I used to do like I used to write. I still write, but I used to do. I used to write a lot of poetry. Um, I started writing a book. I just it just became a lot harder, and then I, I, I'm still working on it. Um, but I used to write a lot of music. Nice. And I used to just write short stories, and I, I still write from time to time. So I used to write a lot. And I don't know, I, I feel like a wizard. It was like a thing with a microphone. That's one of the things like, that was my first tattoo. Um, second tattoo was this right here. So this is the... What's first last? Oh, first. First, last, best, worst. Oh, so first, this one. Right? My last tattoo was... The com- compass. What is it here? Here. Over there. Here. Oh yeah, what's that about? I like that. So, is it the um, what's coming out of east? It's like it's like some like some some like like um, uh, what is it? Not bats. It's like some it's like some sort of bird. So the idea is like is the idea behind the compass is like the beginning of uh, something new. Okay. Like starting over, erasing whatever was bad, and just because I mean this tattoo eventually is gonna have something that is, is connects to like something I want to do in my chest. Um, so it just it just started new, the beginning, and just breaking yeah. everything off, and just seeing what's was out there and what I want to do next, you know. Um, so I the artist was awesome, and I just loved the detail. It was just you go to the same person every time, or yeah. different people. Uh, I try to go to the same person. Nautilus tattoo. Okay. Um, I have um, a girl that's finishing this one up. Um, again, koi fish. There's so the koi fish going up. We got koi fish going down. What's the, the symbolism face. of the koi fish? I know I see that a so, lot. Going up, so go go going up, going upstream is positive. Going downstream, is is, is negative. Oh, okay. So this tattoo has a lot a, a lot of like negative and positive, but it's supposed to be very nature inspired. So, did you go to negative? You went from negative to positive. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I still go to negative here and there, but I still try to find the positive with no negative. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so that is the last one I did. So this is so the first last best worst. Best is obviously this one. So uh, my grandmother, this is an orchid. I have to get a touch because I wash my hands so much. But it's uh, my grandmother's name. That when she was born, when she passed away, um, it's an orchid. It was, was like she loved purple stuff, and she loved purple orchids. And she had a, a, until she had that green thumb. Like not everybody could grow orchids. Like she could just put an orchid anywhere and it would grow. It's oh, wow. weird. I mean, um, so that's why I did the orchid for her. And yeah. So Delilah, Delilah is like probably my best. And my worst, I don't know. I think I like my least favorite. We won't say worst. My least favorite. I guess my least favorite is this one. It's an X. It's supposed to be a key, but again, I, I wash my hands so much that I gotta get retouched. But like retouching finger tattoos suck. Oh yeah, you're probably wearing rings or on and off washing yeah. hands. And you just wash. I mean, I wash my and hands. And the skin comes off yeah. too. I wash my hands so much, like everything has to get retouched. 
and the retouch this is like around the bone. What was the symbolism by the key? I don't know. It's something I wanted to do. Like the X was supposed to be to open the key. The S supposed to be like my name is Xavier Santiago. So like that was supposed to be a symbolized like my name type without without writing my name. What are the other guys on this hand? So it's a chef hat. Yep. Apple and a diamond. So diamonds are forever. Apple is the you know the fucking fruit of evil. We in the shit that we are because of a damn apple. And the chef hat because what I do. I'm going to have to put out an explicit lyrics warning on this oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, 100%. I love it. <laughs> First it. one ever. And hey, listen, we're going to do it. We're going to do it organic, right? Graphic. <laughs> this is an over 18 for sure. Yeah, deep, deep. R-rated. <laughs> I love it. We've got to get a... we hey, got to get a... Production. Swear count, dude. This is hilarious. <laughs> no, it's okay. Totally cool. Uh, we're putting out the warning. It People have sworn before, but you are... You are dropping it. You're like Pulp Fiction up in here. I love it. Scarface. (laughs) I love it. All right. So, yeah, this is hilarious. We're right into it. Crazy questions. You ever go to Donut Crazy? I've been there once or twice. Favorite donut? You got a favorite donut? Anywhere in the favorite donut. From there, I think the one that that I've had a couple times is the Oreo one. Nice. All right. These are four kids. What was your favorite restaurant? Oh, we talked about that. Have you won a Gordon Ramsay cooking show? No. Would you rather be the owner of a restaurant or the owner of a cooking show? Restaurant. Are you stronger than Mr. Feeney? <laughs> Damn, they're trying to get us going the over fuck here. Is right now, let's go. Right <laughs> let's now. Let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have, have you done? Nailed it. No, no. No, but I, I guess in my own personal, yeah. The like, next kid's favorite restaurant is Red Robin. What you t- what you take on Red Robin? I've been there once or twice. I mean, good burger, I guess. <laughs> Would you rather make cookies or cake? Cookies, a lot easier. Would you rather eat ten cookies or ten cheeseburgers? Ten cheeseburgers uh, from Five Guys, delicious. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many cookies can you make in an hour? Well, it depends the size of the kitchen. But like when I used to work in the casino um, at the Marriott, and we did the the platters, we did. Depending on the amount, like 100, 150 cookies, give or take. Uh, how many people come to your place during the day? How many people come to a place to be, you think, daily? Daily, in a daily basis, well, it depends. But if you're doing the weekends, on the weekends, we'll feed anywhere. Like one restaurant, we'll feed anywhere from six, seven hundred, six people. At least $600, 600 people. Easy. Nice. Do you have a pet? I do not. Well, my daughter does. She has a, a, a bunny named Mochi. Nice. Would you rather eat a hot dog that tastes like ice cream or an ice cream that tastes like a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucked up question. Uh, I, I guess I, uh, the hot dog with the ice cream, depending on how drunk I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your favorite hot dog? What, 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 what won the hot dog contest with Dante and those guys? So I got fan favorite, and I did some uh, hot dog that they do in Puerto Rico. Um, the dude from Present Company, he won like the chef one. I don't know. He did like some spicy hot dog. Mine's was like something that had like um, making Puerto Rico is like the hot dog. We grilled the bun. It gets like almost like this chili kind of sauce. Um, this barbecue mayonnaise, crispy uh, crispy French fries, Ooh, and cheese. That sounds. It was like a fucking. It was delicious. There was no rules. You could put anything on the Whatever hot dog. Whatever you want. You ever go to Blackie's hot dog in Cheshire? They boil no, them. No, I've been. You ever go to Frankie's in Waterbury? 
They, they fry them in grease first, and then they cook them on the, so, the stove. Let me ask you a question. What is your, your take with them boiled and, and fried or pan fried or deep fried or whatever? With the hot dogs? Yeah. Well, yeah, Blackies is known for the cra- the snap. It snaps. So if you like the snap, boiled is the way to go, and they have the best relish. And then Frankie's cooks them in oil first, and they're, they're oily, and the skin looks like a wrinkle, you know, like you've been in the water too long. Um, and again... I'm going back and forth. I'm from Waterbury, so that's the huge Waterbury debate. Blackies are Frank, Frankies. You know, you gotta you gotta join a camp. You can't be in between, but I'm I'm in between. So th- that's the issue. Like when I when we start talking about this this, this competition, everybody was talking shit to me because I was, I wanted to boil a hot dog. I ended up pan frying it because they guilt tripped me into like boiling hot dogs are a sin. So <laughs> yeah, Dante. But um, I don't. I like I like boil. You go to New York. There's a boy yeah. hot dog in the street. They don't got no fancy stuff. It's delicious. Street meat. You know, you got to get the street meat. You, you don't know what the hell you're eating, but it's delicious. It's Maybe because you're in New York, it feels... Cooked in sweat. I yeah, think. 100%. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. Broken dreams. <laughs> yeah, my father-in-law loves some street meat, dude. Oh, the hot dog. New York City corner street meat. You can't beat it. I don't know. It's it's definitely the environment. and like It's the energy. It's Oh, yeah. The aura. The energy. The NYC. You feel, you feel it. Um, what's another hot dog? You ever go to Capitol with the chili? You mentioned yes, Capitol. Yes. They do the chili. Or Chicago, they do a pickle. And an the, onion. Do- the doggies are over on the Bellington Pike. Oh, yeah. Do- a doogies. Do- a doogies, something like that. Yeah. They do like the, the foot long one. Those are, pan- I think those are like done in a flat top. They're like fr- almost fried. Some people, my buddy one time, he's like, I like it split and burnt. Can you split my hot dog and then, do, you know, do both sides and burn them? Got a lot, little crisp, right? And the bun is important too. Yes, you butter it. Gotta butter, have get it crispy. Yeah, get it right. Frankie's got a Frankie's got a good bun. Nah, I'm gonna have to say that there. Oh yeah, Frankie's and Blackie's. Yeah, the vulgar chef calls them Gliz Burgers, Glizzies, <laughs> and he he went around to like 20 different spots in the summer and tried all these Glizzies. You know, he's going up to dudes like that in a shed in um, Burlington. You know, a little small trailer. He's like trying all these different hot dogs. I mean, that, that's one. That's a pop up I would like to do at some point. Like I, I, I spoke about it and I just didn't do it. I was just too busy, but to do it in uh, the gastro park. Yeah. Because they have like a little kitchen and whatnot. And I spoke and then I just didn't get time to do it. But I wanted to do like a hot dog pop up. Do like three, six crazy hot dogs and just sell them for the day. Like yeah. See what happens. Right? That'd be fun. That'd be hilarious. Would you rather have a hundred hot dogs in a minute or a hundred cheeseburgers? In a minute? In a minute. I don't know. Well, I guess, I mean, I was a parent. If, I, if, I, if it's some winning involved, I guess I try to do the hot dogs. Probably the easiest to eat. Do you have any children? Yes, I do. I have a five-year-old and I have a 16-year-old. Nice. What's your favorite food? Well, it depends on the mood, but I, again, like, um, love Italian and, and, and um, love Italian. I mean, Italian, Japanese, and to cook, always, it will always be Spanish. But um, if I want to go out somewhere, I tend to love sushi, and Italian food is always a thing that I love. Nice. And what did you do with the $10,000 that you went on Chopped? There's still some kicking around. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I did. I went on, like, we went to, on two trips, bought some stuff. Nothing too crazy. Nice. And their favorite food is chicken wings. Do you agree? You like chicken wings? Chicken wings are, chicken wings are good. They got to be done the right way, though. Oh, yeah. What's the way to do the chicken like, wings? All, all depends. Uh, like, there's places that 
I'm not saying no name, but they 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 put themselves as like the wing kings type, and this sucks. Oh. But like for example, like when I used to do wings back in the days, at rooftop, when I was at rooftop 120 like yep. years ago. Yep. Um, we'll take the wings, we'll um, marinate them for one day, then the next day you toss them in flour and cornstarch, and you bake them in the oven. So you bake them till they're like cooked through, but the cornstarch and the flour and the marinade create like a crust on the front on, on the wing itself right then when the order comes in you deep fry the wing obviously but. so you end up with a super super crispy wing but when you bite into it it's steamed juicy Ju- coming out oh yeah I'll put you making wing- those i'll put those wings against anybody i'm not making them right now but if i ever Corn if anybody ever wants to wings do- that's amazing i've never Chinese, heard that Chinese people figure it out uh you got a favorite wing flavor I like, you know, I like, I like, uh, I like, like honey barbecue sweet chili. Nice. You, oh, you know who makes a good wing? Actually, not. Um, what's that? Oh, that's Beachland uh, Tavern. They actually kitchen do. Kitchen sink. Yes, those yes. are delicious. Smoked I've had those. They're sink. fucking banging. Yeah. Those are good. But what's the restaurant? They known for it. It's like a J Tim's. J Timothy's. I thought that that's not the place that you were talking. That's hype and people. No, 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 no. no I'm talking about Buffalo wing. I'm talking I, about Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I said what I said. Right? I, <laughs> I assume because there's this like there's these two sisters on Instagram that go around eating food, and they just hammered on J Tim's and called them overrated and stuff. What? CT sisters or I don't know. They're two sisters, so and, I, I, and I was okay. shocked. So I'm gonna have to try to. I haven't been in a while, but like Beachland does have some oh, really good wings. Slamming. Those wings I put delicious. those against J Tim's. Oh, oh wow. No, I haven't. I had them. I've had them at a party at Carbones. One of the girls I used to work there brought them over. That's the first time I had them. I was like, wow, these things yeah. are like... Luna Pizza, Alex made some good wings. Those were good. Korean barbecue wings. And it had the crunch. I like it. It's technique. It's like everything. But if you do the right technique, you, you end up with a good product, you know? Yeah. What is an essential cooking utensil every kitchen should have? Cooking utensil? I mean, I think you always need a good pair of tongs. Like a good pair of tongue because everything is hot. Like yeah. all we have, all the cooks, all the chefs, you have a towel and you have a pair of tongues because you're always moving things hot with the thing. Whatever you're doing, you never really, those are your hands. Your hands is the towel and the pair of tongues. Without a pair of tongues, you can't, or without a towel, you can't do nothing. True. Because you know, everything's I, hot. Yeah. So those two things are essential. Obviously, you need frying pan, you need knives, but if you have everything else and you need something to function, those two things you can't function without. Hmm, interesting. I like it. Good answer. At what age can children best learn to cook or bake? You teaching your five-year-old how to cook yet? Yeah, he doesn't like it. <laughs> My daughter used to back in. I mean, they're all restaurant kids, right? So, like, he'll stand around if I'm cooking at the house. Like, um, my, my daughter was it was only me and her. Um, she'll come to the rooftop, and she was like seven years old, give or take. Um, and she'll stand there. She'll be like peeling carrots, picking picking herbs or whatnot. Um, you know, she knows how to cook now, a couple of things here and there. Um, but now you see these shows and you see these kids doing some incredible stuff. Like, yeah. So I guess they're fucking seven, eight years old. I guess you could cook. I don't know. <laughs> the shows are incredible. These kids are good. Like, really good. Yeah. There's a kid from Connecticut was doing well. What type of fish do you like best? If I have to eat a Fish, I'll be a host, a uh, rest snapper. How to best avoid burning bottoms of pans? Control your heat. Control your heat and say no to electric stoves. They're horrible. 
Oh, oh yeah. I hope you don't have one. <laughs> do I have an electric stove? I do. Darn. Why? The painting has. You can't, you can't control the heat how you want it. Those things go from like hot to cold. I mean, they gotten better with yeah. the times, but like it's just hard to control the heat. Yeah, I got that glass top with the circle and it just yeah, gets yeah. hot. That's electric, right? Yeah, like I have, uh, I have an electric one. The electric one, elect, no, the equipment in this kitchen is all electric, but the electric one that I have is like a super high tech one. So I could control the temperatures how I want them. I could put, if I'm boiling water and I want it at 180 degrees, there's a button that I could put, this water's gonna be cooking at this, like sous vide almost. So I have a really good one. Nice. But if you, if you do your standard home electric stove, it's just not, I don't know. So the best way to avoid is control your heat. Some people like to cook at high heat and don't know how to control it. It's all about, I'm always like moving the stove, moving everything around. Nice. And what can you do if you add too much salt to a recipe? Nothing. It got to start over. <laughs> really? Yes. They say you're doing a soup and you add too much salt, but the soup's still watery. The more it reduces, the more intensified the, the salt gets. So you're done. Yeah, you're done. You pretty much, yeah, you throw it away and start over. You're hit. How old are you? I'm 40. Just turned 40. Would you rather be a sandwich or a grinder? A grinder. You got a grinder spot? Yes. Um, so Elm, Elm Hill Pizza in Newington. Delicious Italian grinders. Yeah, they won. They they were up for like pizza. Pizza. The tournament. Good. Pizza tournament. Pizza's delicious. Um, it's crazy. I go in there. So back in the days in the north end of Hartford, I, I, I grew up on, uh, uh, first I Albany Avenue. My uncle used to live there. So I live, I, when I moved from Puerto Rico, I lived on Albany Avenue. And then I moved to Bedford. And in Bedford Street in Albany, there was a, a bodega, and a, a liquor store, a bodega, and an apartment complex on top. I used to live on top. And the Dominican people, they man, their sandwiches. If you ever go to Dominican bodega, mm-hmm. their sandwiches. But it's, they buy good meats and everything else, good bread. They, they're really good at it, right? But they take their lettuce, and they shave it real thin. Mm-hmm. They toss it in the salt. They crack the salt. They crack the pepper. They toss it in the vinegar, and then they put it in the sandwich. And you could have it like that, or you could get it pressed best sandwiches which is i'm pretty sure that's what jersey mike's got the idea oh wow he went to a dominican spot and ended up with jersey mike's because so they do the, the they the do the, the oiled up salted yeah. pepper lettuce they, if you get it the, if you get it the mike's way that's how they do it but the meats are not, are not as good as you go to your local spot so what i do when i go to my spot and they already know who i am and i call them because i always get the sandwich cold and i get a saturday italian dressing so when I get home, I open the sandwich up, I put the Italian dressing on the lettuce, I put salt, pepper. Yeah. Dude, I ice cold can of Coke, and I am happy. Yeah. There's this Capital spot. You ever have a sandwich over there? Capital? I think it's Capital. My buddy just brought me there. Forgot what it was, but I guess during lunch, everyone gets out and goes there. I have to look it up. Joey Garlic's steak and cheese. Joey Garlic's? Yeah, Joey Garlic steak and cheese is probably I've had steak and cheese in Philly and they're incredible. Like Joey Garlic steak and cheese is is delicious. Really, really good. Steve's Prince of Steaks in Philly. That's my go to. Banging. Not not um what are those two that everyone goes to? Yeah, they battle provolone or American or cheese yeah, sauce. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Cheese whiz. I, yeah, I've never been to those two. Oh, but I, used to, I can picture it. One's like two dudes' names. Ah, I forgot. My friend used to live in Philly and I used to go over there sometimes. And he used to go, he had a, a spot called Doughboys around where he used to live in. 
And that's the first time I had a, a Philly a chicken a, a chicken steak. Oh, there, yeah. Which is the same thing as a Philly cheesesteak, but with chicken. Yep. So we got, like, you know, different forms of them. Bang. So good. Yeah, not Paul's. What is it? I don't know. Charge your phone, man. We need you researching <laughs> over here. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, would you rather eat your, your restaurant food or food from your favorite restaurant? Food from my favorite restaurant. And she likes the Olive Garden. What's your take on the Olive Garden? The Olive Garden, um, you know, once in a blue. I used to love the, like, um, they changed the lettuce mix. But back in the days, you used to go, now they put too much iceberg. And it's like, I don't like iceberg like that. Yeah. Um, but you used to go and get the breadstick with the Alfredo. You dip the breadstick in the Alfredo sauce, yep. and the lettuce was good. The lasagna is always good. The lasagna is good. I like. I like. I like. Uh, once in the blue. Would you rather cook for Jeff Bezos or Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay. Nice. Would you win a lifetime supply of ingredients, or have a million dollars? A million dollars. We'll flip dollars. that and get a, get whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Santiago, have you ever cooked for famous people? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Depend depend the level of fame. I'm, I don't. I don't really. No, I guess not. Nobody like oh crazy. Like I've done like locals, like people, like the governor, like people like that. But no, no, like not like a movie star or anything like that. No. And their favorite food is Chick Fil A. Actually, Mike. Um, I think was it Mike Epps? There was. They were here for a comedy show. They came here. They, they actually. Uh, it's not Mike Epps. It's the dude from How to Be a Player back in the days. Anyways, uh, Bill Bellamy. Yeah. He was here for a comedy show with his whole crew. And they came here to eat on Friday. And then they came to eat Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, they were, like, so happy. This they, spot right yeah, here? Yeah. Nice. This one. They I got a picture downtown. of Bill Bellamy. I was probably at that comedy show. And check. Um, I mean, they, bone. He, he put it in, in his um, social media and everything. They all come down to the place to be. Like, he, he came in here back, three days back to back. And he loved the food, loved the vibe, like, you know, because, you know, the hip-hop playing and, like, it's just, like, the energy of the place is just pumping. Yeah, yeah. So he was, had a great fucking... He's funny. He's hilarious. I just heard him on Drink Champs with Nori. He's he's great. <laughs> that show is crazy. Yeah, Drink <laughs> Champs. We got to get that going. We should have got some shots for every swear with this dude. We'd be, oh, we'd be, be on the floor right now. <laughs> What's your favorite color? White. Would you rather be an amazing cooker or an amazing athlete? Cooker. This person's favorite food is pasta. Would you rather be rich or famous? Rich. Being famous sucks. <laughs> True. Can't go anywhere. Do you have any kids? Do you have any? Yeah, we got this. Favorite food. How old are you? We got some repeats. Favorite food is pizza. Oh, his favorite food is the place to be. Oh, awesome. My dude right here. Who's that? Christian. You know, like I play basketball with his dad, Keith. Christian. I have a Christian. Let him know. Give me his email, whatever. And when he comes into me, I'm going to take care of him. All right, Christian. I'm going to tell Keith when I see him. Favorite restaurant um, ever been on kitchen? What's your, what do you do in a restaurant? When did you start cooking? You answered those. All right, Christian's going to get hooked up. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? I don't know much about Harry Potter movies. They're cool, but I don't, I'm not like a Harry Potter. Their fa what's your favorite book? Uh, depends. So I actually I just I just got this book. Um, I just bought this book. 
called uh, Mo uh, Moro. It's this restaurant uh, that used to be in Chicago. And uh, I forget, his name is uh, Haru, Kantu Haru, something like that. Kantu Haru, I may be saying his name wrong. Um, so years ago, this restaurant was open. They were molecular gastronomy to the third level, some crazy stuff, right? Like they had like a laser in the kitchen, some wild shit. Um, the chef, so the book was like a hundred bucks a long time ago. And I, I couldn't afford it, so I never bought it. Fast forward to like a week ago, I am at Big Lots looking for some catering last minute stuff, some spoons and plates or whatever. And here it is, this book. The last copy just sitting there. Wow. With a whole bunch of random stuff for $5, right? I just started like going through the book, browsing through it. I have a, I have a lot of book stuff. And I buy books all the time. I'm a book kind of person. I don't like to do that online stuff. Um, but what's special about this book is that like this chef, uh, beautiful family, two daughters, wife, a couple of restaurants. Uh, he he teaches at Yale, like a culinary thing. And they found him, he committed suicide in one of his restaurants in New York. They found him hanging for in his restaurant. Um, which just tells you like how this industry can, you always have a smile on your face, but nobody really knows the struggles and everything that goes behind the smile that we have. We have a smile on our face because it's our job. And our job is, we can never be, in this industry, you can never be um, mad or unhappy because it's our job to make sure people are happy. So they don't give a fuck about our problems. If 600 people walk in, we have to make 600 people happy. Yeah. They don't care if you had a bad day. They don't care if somebody passed away. They don't care if you had a flat tire over overhead. Then nobody cares. Human beings don't care. They're at a restaurant. I'm paying you for. I'm paying you to make me happy. Yeah, that's unfortunate sometimes. And yeah, when it happens, and I think this book talk about it. It's like crazy because it's something I always wanted. Here's as random. I never go there. Random place, random time, and and it's a chef that I, you know I look up to, and I was like, you know, he was doing some crazy stuff. And he just committed suicide out of the blue. Not left to know. Nobody knows what happened. Just, that's it. And I don't know. That's, that's one of my books that right now I'm into. Yeah. Who is that again? Yeah. I think Huramoto Kramata or something. Yeah. I, I have it on my on my Instagram. He has like a Japanese name. So that's, like, that's yeah. like. Yeah. It's I Kantu. heard about that. It's Kantu Hamaru or something like that. Yeah. It's like a Japanese name. Yeah. Bourdain too. Like Bourdain. His, he traveled the world eating food. Yeah. Incredible and, job. The best job in the world. And he was sad and depressed and like he had some cool stuff like go to the empty restaurant, have the second drink, uh, try something new. He has like this quote, like do all this cool stuff, like, you know, it's just like so inspiring. But then you're like, he lived with a lot of pain. It's like unbelievable and so but, sad. But I think it's like, it's like, and he said to himself, it's like, a, so a stranger is a person you haven't met, right? Yeah. So you sit at a bar and you by yourself and I've done it, I've done it sometimes. I'll sit there and just have a drink. And somebody next to you doing the same thing you're doing, just talk. Yeah. I mean, if you drink, it's like I drink like dark liquor. I like black label. That's what I like to do. Johnny Walker's any kind of Johnny Walker. So um but once in a blue I sit down and say, you know, I have a margarita. Oh I had the bartender, hey, what do you recommend? Like you always have to like get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because if not, you just living in the same scene of events forever you know and it just sucks when life becomes repetitive it becomes boring and uninspiring you know yeah no try some new things they like panera this person Panera's likes delicious. Panera. You panera's like panera green tea expensive but the green tea is delicious and the mac and cheese is banging 
Yep, I agree. Panera, like the, um, we get the soup in a sal- uh, soup in a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Caesar, I get the Caesar and the mac and cheese, and the green tea. It's really good. Favorite McDonald's favorite restaurant? McDonald's is my my daughter's favorite restaurant. Chicken nuggets <laughs> and cheese. My, my daughter is like a French fry critic. You know. So. <laughs> All right, very cool. Those are crazy questions sponsored by Donut Crazy. That's awesome. What's up with the shirts and the swag? I love the where'd you get all these so cool morning things like Cancel Branch and so, Thirst Trap and Morning Bartender? Where's that? Who just, comes we, up with that? So Gina, which is the brains of the, the of, of the whole concept, um, they always, she's just always thinking of like how can we be more edgy and how can we do things that like will probably piss people off or yeah. make them uncomfortable because that's the brand. The brand is to like keep the edge going yeah so that's what like makes drink it, my that, bath water yeah like, is it is on the menu it different exactly like booty call like i mean it's like legit i see the cup right now with the cup is it's right there it's legit like a, it's a booty right <laughs> and, you can, and they decorate it they decorate it kind of candy it looks crazy right but like i think she does a lot of she comes with a lot of these concepts and she's really good at like just random like at coming up with the stuff if you know? like you know if you're thirsty yeah, you know what I mean? Thirsty. Exactly. It's your thirst trap right there. Big, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. She's just good at just doing this, coming up with this, like, And then cancel sayings. brunch. So, like, you're very pro breakfast here and pro lunch. Like, yeah, so cancel brunch, which is, uh, people always ask about the hats here where we go, but it's cancel culture, right? So, there's a lot of people that, like, don't like what we do, or for a while they doubted that brunch was going to be something, and we've made it what it is. And nobody could take that away from Gina or the company at all. Like, we made brunch a brand, you know? And, and yeah. the, some certain extent, those restaurants to us that don't like it. And to, the, to this day, they will oh, so you were support it. As an irony, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got you. I was going to say some bad words, but I'm not going to say them. So. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> no, but it's pretty much that we get in ahead of the curve. You don't like us? Or, well, okay, fine. We're going to join your campaign. Oh, I and like then, it. And then, and then we're still going to win. Cancel brunch. I got mine. Rocking it. And then, uh, yeah, so you mentioned Gina Laurie, owner. Yes. Owner, CEO. Owner, CEO. Created this whole brand. And, you know, like. So her parents, you know, Townline Diner? Yeah, where is that? Back in the days. I mean, yeah. it's, it's something. It's, it's, so it's, that's what she started. Now, her parents used to own Townline Diner, um, worked there for like. You know, they were immigrants from Albania. They came here, busted their ass. And when I, it was something that happened with the father, he just got, like, you know, sick, older. And, um, I mean, he's still fine. He still comes and preps and stuff. But, like, it was time for him to slow down. And that's when they opened up the first place to be in, in Franklin Avenue. And, ever since, you know, they did that one for, like, six years. And they started with, like, barely nothing, you know, from scratch. Pretty much a couple of thousand dollars. And hopes and dreams. And yeah, so our motto, be a good friend. You know, pick up trash that's not yours. Hold the door. Give a compliment. Be charitable. What makes Gina a good friend? Ah, you know, Gina is like, she'll do whatever for you. Whatever, whatever, like, and she's done to a lot of people. Whatever she could do for you, she could do it. She's going to go to bat for you. Like, she'll do her best to go to bat for you. That's one thing I've... I know about her. And then she, she doesn't have, she doesn't mind getting dirty. Like she'll, the restaurant's going down in flames. She'll jump on Expo. She'll Expo. She'll garnish. Like if she has to cook, she'll jump and flip pancakes. She has to like, um, 
very hands-on. And a person, like, if you need something and she could do it, she's going to help you. That's awesome. Very cool. What about the people that say, like, when you come here, you got to do the phone the whole time? Yeah. You, what, what do you say to those? Like, ah, come on. It's, 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 it's a little... People are on the phones the anyway. whole time. So I'm like, what is the problem with you doing your order on the phone? Technically, if you look at it the way I look at it, you have your personal chef. True. You grab your phone. You're going to write and you're going to design whatever you want, however you want and how you want it. Like you theoretically have your own personal chef and you already on your phone no matter what. Yeah. So it takes you two seconds to open it up, look at the menu, pop, 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 and order your food. That was smart though. They used they used Instagram and social media too, the brand, like because you know, you take pictures in the swing, you take pictures of the rubber duckies. Yes. And the piles of um French toast. I think that's great. I went and I loved it. My girls loved it. I got um I brunch. And of course, you could get the little side of Jameson or Bailey's. Yes, yes. So I Irished up my coffee. <laughs> you I have thought to, that you have was to. cool. Yeah, no, no, that definitely. You have to always add the little little nips. And that's what the good thing. We just did a whole launch of like um, drinks. So we got margaritas. You got old, or the old fashioned. We got a new fashion. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of drinks. Then the good thing is the nips. So you know you're getting your alcohol worth and the all name brand stuff because you go to places and it's a little sketchy sometimes. You know. Yeah, you don't know if it's watered down or not. But oh, if it's the actual brand, you know, you know, it's weird. No, Gina's great. We got to get Gina on the show. Will she come on the show? Oh, yeah, 100%. Nice. 100%. Um, what minute are we? Uh, hour 19. Ooh, hour 19. Oh, wow. You, you want to do the food? We doing the food? Yeah. Or you wanna, what time is it? You want to do it on the 6.13? I fucking told you. <laughs> I told him about 5.30. I mean, can you pause it for two seconds? Yeah, let's pause. Yeah. All right. Wow. Look at this, dude. This is amazing. Can you talk about this guy right here, Xavier? What is that? How many? Two, four, six, eight, nine pancakes. So, that, I mean, it's special. On, on, on the regular order, you get five, but it's a five, like, triple stack. It's like huge. Gotcha. It's about the same. It's almost about the same height. Um, but that's an Oreo pancake. So, Oof. America's favorite cookie does one of our top selling pancakes. Uh, we also have Nutella coconut, which is you get uh, coconut Nutella flakes. Um, Nutella sauce, which is people love that stuff. Nutella, I could. Um, you could do, we're known for uh, French toast also. So you do French toast with like stra strawberry, fruity pebbles, all sorts of toppings. You could, if you could dream it, you could make it. So we have all sorts of toppings for you to make, make, your, make your dreams come true. Um, wow. So do usually eat one pancake or I'd slice it down? Ah, you go ahead. You can do what you got to do. Let's Jump on it. slice on video. Let's go. We're going to go. America's number one pancake. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oreo. Oreo. Well, look at that. Soft, buttery. I just went to this Lions, the Lions Club. Okay. Um, they do a pancake breakfast. Dude, these pancakes were really good at the Lions Club pancake breakfast. It was like in a church basement. Not again. Again, I think like pancakes. I used to love it. Like back in the days, my mom would do like breakfast for dinner. Oh, yep. That stuff is like... That's me when dad there's cooks. nothing. <laughs> but think about it. It's like 5 o'clock in the evening, and you're eating sausage, scrambled eggs, toast. It's just something good about it. it. It's a great day. It's just something just really good about just eating that at that time for whatever reason. And I think that's like what we do, and we do, and we do like, well, I'm going to syrup right here. I'm going to hit it on the, like the Instagram. You know, I got to hit it with the syrup. Oh, you got to do the drip. Got to post that. You got to post We're the drip. We're in the place to be. 
Careful with the drip. As I say, you say like on 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 um, if you didn't check in at the place to be, were you really at the place to be? Right? <laughs> True. I should tag myself. <laughs> so yeah, simple recipe. They're not too sweet. It's like the right amount of everything. You just we make a good pancake. That is a really good pancake. And the French, I mean, the French toast is some other thing that I, I think you'll love. It's something like, you know, it's, it's different, special. Actually, let me, one second, I'm gonna get the bottle of champagne. So oh, yeah, let's so do I, it. So that's something that we have. Um, Gina, Gina just launched bathwater champagne. Okay. So I'm gonna get you a bottle. Can you get Kyle play in a um, fork too, so he could try it? Oh, 100%, yes, this. This is good, I'm just gonna eat. May let this roll. This is good footage, yeah. Kyle. Wow. This is. Yeah. Maybe cut that. That they fly. <laughs> they fly in the place to be. He's gone. We got champagne coming now, too. Let's go. I didn't think Oreo and pancake would go down and mix. Oh my goodness. I'm taking this. Just gotta keep it stacked. That's good stuff. Got the more drip. I'm going to let you do the honors. Oh, but this you. is the our champagne, hopefully in storage pretty soon. But it's at all the restaurants, right? Drink my bath water. Pop it, pour it, mix it, drink it, twerk it. There you go. This is a, <laughs> this is a bubbly for the brunch game, the brunch goers, the day drinkers, the bottomless legends. Bath water brute is brought to you by the same party who brought you the place to be best practices add to your favorite brunch mixer get drinking and cause a scene See? let's go <laughs> the place to be drink my bath water so i think it's something again something special to catch at the moment it's a really good champagne it's not too sweet not too dry so it's perfect to mix because champagne's gonna be a problem it's gonna be too sweet too dry yeah they're too bubbly. This one has like a good balance. When did this come out? This is cool. Uh, last month. Last wow. month. It's been on the work for like over a year to get it to get it the Did way you wanted it. Camera? But like, I think, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Dave will not be pleased. Beanie, <laughs> you're. I put up with you for the, 81 episodes and 81. You shot that's the camera it. Exactly. With a cork. What about the hit with the knife trick? You know that trick? Uh, yeah, you probably don't do that here, though. We're going to do that outside just in case. And then if you cut your hand, Here's Pop to 81. 80, Here's to 81 episodes, place to be. Thank you for having us. And be a good friend. I mean, be a good friend. Donate, volunteer, sponsor. Oh, uh, oh hit the camera. camera. <laughs> Don't tell Dave, edit. Hit the camera. Edit, hit the camera. <laughs> Look at that. Got the nice steam going. Super okay. cold. Got the bubbles. Crystal clear. Yes, yes. There's a roadie. You could take it on the road now. Do what you do with All it. All right. <laughs> Here you go, boss. 
Cheers to Kyle. Cheers yes. to Dave. Direct Line Media. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Or, Alexander. Uh, oh, boy. Xavier. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of a lot of X names. All right, cheers. Yeah, very nice. Very cold, smooth. It's clean. Yeah. It's it's not like we didn't get that after like, and we've had like our champagne of choice in the company is Wolf Clico, which obviously you see a whole display about it. Because I think for the money, that's probably the best champagne you're gonna drink. I mean, you could go ahead and buy Moet, and we got Cristal, we got all the champagnes, right? All the top-notch Dom Perignon, we sell all of we sell all of them. But I think, obviously, Bathwater is our go-to because it's our own brand, and I think it's delicious. But if you're gonna go spend some money, overall, I mean, think about us first, but then Wolf Clico second. <laughs> Wait, you got what was the what was the really expensive one you named? So we got Cristal? Dom Perignon, we got West Africa has Cristal. Um, yeah, if you go to West Africa, you see in the bar, in the two corners, you see, you'll see Cristal, you see Dom Perignon bottles. Like that wall in West Hartford is. How much is Cristal like, going for at West Hartford? I think it's like two, three hundred dollars. How much is this? hundred bucks. hundred bucks? That's good stuff. So um, the thing, good thing about like, I mean, the, the wall in West Hartford, that wall is probably like. $5,000 oh, wow. on display. <laughs> West Hartford. But exactly, West Hartford, we're going to make it nice. Do I try it? Oh, did I, did I not get you? I did not. Did I? No? No, a plate. They're right here. Hey, so you guys can eat. Are we going to pack it up to go also? Because I eat this try, stuff every day. I'm going to try but this chicken wing now. This nachos, breakfast nachos, are like a fan favorite. Dude. Oh, yeah. It's just good. So I'm about French fries and an egg, dip it in the yolk. Now there's no cornstarch in this. Is no, it's cornstarch, just flowers. There is brine chicken. That we hit it. We make a hot honey that goes with it. Or syrup. Or some people do caramel sauce. I mean, you could do whatever you want. We just that. This, this is something that we keep it simple. Powdered sugar, and then you do whatever you want. You can add things to the waffle. Like we have a thing called Southern Benedict. So the Southern Benedict is a waffle. So we put um, smoked bacon in the waffle maker. Pour the waffle. I actually cook it. So you get two half waffles with the bacon in the inside, mm. then two poached eggs, two chicken tenders, and then we do a buffalo hollandaise. Dude. I like hits. Benedict too. It's like, it's like, it's like, and obviously you're two poached eggs. So it's like Benedict's to the third power. But it's spicy. You get everything it sounds spicy. spicy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it got pickled onions, so you get that vinegar. It, it's like a, our twist on a Benedict, and it's delicious. It's one of our top sellers as far as like Benedict goes. Obviously, a classic is a classic. But um, we started doing the, the Benedicts. We're no longer doing them in English muffins now. We're doing them on, on biscuits. Ooh. So they biscuit bennies. Next level. And this is the chicken and waffle? Chicken and waffle. One of our top sellers. I like the knife, too. Oh, yeah. It makes good, it very, good like, display. you know? What are these? A Christmas tree? Pine? Little rosemary. It's for aesthetics. It doesn't really do nothing. It's just there to make it look good. So a little, yeah, that's it. We make our waffles. Obviously, you make them to order. It's a Belgian waffle. Very simple mix. A little sweet and savory type, you know? Well, thank you for this. I'm honored to be here. Place to be. One Constitution Plaza. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for having us 100%. Just think, you know, we're just thankful. Again, 
thankful for having us thankful for what you do for the community and whatever we could do or whatever time or whatever i could do let us know we'll show up we'll shut it down we'll cause a scene mm -hmm. you know we'll be <laughs> i like that too we're we're everybody's favorite enemy <laughs> i like it that's that i guess that that's that's the best thing the best way you could put it you know but i guess um to be in this industry and do something different you have to you know to ruffle some feathers right and you have to say things that nobody's saying. You have to do things that nobody's doing. And and I think that's what we do, and we do it well, you know? I mean, yeah. We do it good, we do it well. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah. No, good product, good idea. Yeah, when I went, I brought my kids and line out the door. We had to put in our time. We. It was the West Hartford. Then we did a we did, yeah. walked around the block a little bit, waited to get the text to say it's ready. Then West Hartford so small. That's the issue. West Hartford small, and there's so many people that could walk there. Yeah. That I, we wish we could be bigger, you know, because so many people walk there like it's crazy, you know. Like here, you have to drive. Basketball of Fame, you have to drive. Yeah. South End, people walk there. Springfield, I mean New Haven. We ride next to Yale, so everybody's walking there. Yeah. But like this location in West, in uh, Springfield, you know, people have to drive there. Where but do that, people park out here? They're parking in the street. Gotcha. Or in the garages. They're all depending. Oh, got you. I mean, street parking in Hartford is horrible. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm probably towed right now. <laughs> Most likely. They're <laughs> roofless. Mm. Dude. One day I'm parked outside. They gave me a ticket. I'm like, guy right, cool. I just think I leave it. Whatever. They drove around and gave me another ticket on top of the ticket. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you already gave me a ticket. You got me a ticket. So what they do is, in Hartford only, first of all, the ticket is $45. And West Hartford is 15 And if you pay ahead of time, it's 5 bucks. They don't give you no breaks in Hartford. One. And two, you get three tickets in one day, they'll boot you. Wow. Like, it's wild. Oh, there's, there's bacon, there's sausage. Oh, bacon, sausage, egg. cheese. I love the runny egg. Um, spicy aioli is a combination Ooh, spicy. of everything. Can't wait. It's just a combination of everything that's good in the plate. Get some of that spice. We have, we have a sandwich spice. called the Cuban Reuben, which is a combination of a Reuben sandwich and a Cuban sandwich. Ooh. Like super stacked up. Well, we have some cool things, but again, we also try to keep it nice and approachable and simple. Yeah, you definitely give good portions, too. Yeah, you have to. Like, yeah. And we, we price like super well. Like our steak and eggs, it's like 30 bucks. But we using a dry age Kansas City 12 ounce steak. Oh, wow. Like That's 30 legit. bucks. Yeah. Like you can't get that anywhere. It's like a certified dry age, beautiful bone and, bone and strip steak. Like go to anywhere else, steakhouse, that steak alone on the cart is 45, 50 dollars. You know? And we do, you do it here with like, not only the whole party that we're throwing for you, but you get your stars, you get your toes, you get everything else that comes to it for 30 bucks. It's like a steal. I can see why these are favorite. Dude, these potato nachos are slamming. I might go on record. They might be the best potato nachos I've ever had. Oh, thank the you, egg, the, the, is it aioli? Oh. We're working on it because we, we are modifying some things. And we might we we might gonna end up putting um shredded pork belly. Oh wow. 
We'll just and then step people it up. can manipulate the order any way they want on the app, yeah. right? Add this, add this, take this off. You can do whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, th I think the phone thing is cool because you, you basically have your personal chef. You, however you want it, we're going to make it. You either get it how it comes or you can design it. And there's nothing wrong with that, I think. I don't think. You know? So I think, I don't know. I think, I th I think it works out. I think it's good. Want to try this? Look at that. Oh, <laughs> chicken. Oh, no, that, man. Good chicken, good fried chicken. Get some more champagne. It'll be good. $100 bottle of champagne, Kyle, right there. Now you got me thinking about a grinder, too. I'm like, uh, that's what I might. I might go get a Philly grinder from. I was going to go. You've been to uh, Four Dads Pubs? Pub? Four no, Dads? but I went to a Wolfpack game and they scored five goals and you get free pizza at the Four Dads and I didn't go. What? Yo, I should have went. I went and there's a line. Everyone had that one slice. Oh, I was Their like, pizza oh, is my, good. My girls, my girls were tired. They were like, Dad, come on. I was like, fine. Four dads. No, that place was jamming. Dude, like uh, Dante, the owner, he's awesome. Now, do, and, um, do they also own Four Dads Pub in like East Granby, yeah. Suffield, like that area? They they do a good job. Their pizza is, I'm going to say it's really good. I mean, I ain't gonna, I, ain't gonna, I, wanna, I don't want to make it controversial. My boy Dante <laughs> from Zephyrs, but you know, that's my man. Zephyrs Pizza is no We got to get like some sort of cooking show or like. Get you and Dante in the room together. I could see you guys being oh, hilarious vibe. with the mic. <laughs> Let's organize that someday. Yes, we definitely vibe. That's my boy. We'll turn it into drink champs. I'll be Nori. Yeah, 100%. You'll be, what's, yeah, <laughs> DJ, whatever his name. The most professional, unprofessional podcast in the business. Yeah. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. You know what's funny? Uh, what's his name from Philly? Um, it's Wallow. They, have a, they, they do a lot of sports, and they're known. They're known as, uh, oh, my God, dude, Wallow. Like podcast? Are, related podcast. to Nori or not Nori? Nothing to do no, with No, but it's very similar. Okay. They, they, they've been on Nori's one. They, they've been on Nori's. Oh, my God, what's his name? They, they, one of them used to be a rapper, and Wallow used to be in jail forever. He got out of his best friend from another dude. Can't think of them. I'll send it to you. But, like, their podcast, they really focus a lot on sports. But um, they also do, like, random stuff, and their stuff is hilarious. Yeah. When they, those two get together in the mic. They just be coming up with the wildest things, like live. Yeah. Know? For for the drink champs, I kind of been clicking on people I know and like grew like Bill Bell and me. Marlon Wayne's was just on. Shaq, Derek Jeter. Was it like Kanye one? Like Kanye was good. On drink champs. Kanye was there when he got canceled for the Adidas thing. Is that yeah? He went crazy talking shit. Yeah. He's like Kanye on Joe Rogan. That's the only one I really couldn't listen to because he was going on so many tangents. It wasn't there was no flow. He just he had a thought. Three minutes he's talking about this. Three minutes he's talking about that. I was like, I just Kanye, can't follow you right now, like, buddy. Kanye is like he's a weird. He's a different type of animal. It's crazy. Like when I interview, he's like, I'm watching, which is the way that his brain works, right? And I guess yeah. every artist, but like he asked Nori and anybody else, he's like, yo. I'm about to put up an album, but we're trying to see who is filling up stadiums, who is like, who's really doing the damn thing, and who do I have to feature, who do I have to, whatever the fuck, and they go around the room, nobody's like saying random names, and he's like, no, no, I'm talking about stadiums, and then one of the guys goes like, 
Bad Bunny? And he's like, exactly. Yeah. Bad Bunny's so, like, he's so killing it. That's inc- for you, for, for, for a person that established as Kanye, regardless of his crazy stuff, like, be like, okay, we're looking up to like this artist that came out of nowhere because it's filling up stadiums. Like, Cardi B was with him in, um, I forgot what the past uh, Super Bowl. And she was at the Super Bowl. And Bad Bunny performed at the, at the same stadium. And um, she was like, I saw more people. That play was more packed for the Bad Bunny concert than it was for the Super Bowl. That is oh, incredible. Wow. Sold it out twice. Like, this dude is a, is a, is a he, he's He got in the wrestling ring. Yeah, he's Bad crazy. <laughs> Someone was taking pictures of him. He just took her phone and threw it. No, he's wild. He, I don't know. He's he, he, I mean, wrestling. He won a bunch of Adidas. Oh. an Adidas kind of thing. He has a character in, like, PlayStation. Um, is the he in dude Fortnite is just, or what is he in? I think Fortnite. He is. He has a Fortnite Bat Bunny. He has the the, the, the Crocs, the, the Bat Bunny Crocs. Like, the dude is, like, movies. Like, there's nothing he's not doing. And he branded, like, he flips some in Spanish, some in English. Which and, is smart. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's the one thing I, I always said. Like, Are I'm you a fluent? Spanish, I'm a Spanish, yeah, I speak both. I'm a Spanish artist, right? If I hire you and you're an English artist, I don't need you to try to rap in Spanish. I need you to rap in English. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get your crowd. True. Same shit. If you feature me on your thing, you want me to speak Spanish because you want to get my crowd. No, he, he's bringing people together because he, he can do both. In my, the same song. <laughs> Which is great and, and, and interesting and has never been done before. And, uh, it's, and it's working. Definitely like a genius, dude. Like when, when it comes to like, and he, he, he'll tell it, he's like, he has a marketing group of five people. And that's his crew from the beginning, day one. He used to, he used to be, he used to work at a, at a supermarket. At a, he used to do the cash register. So he was never like a street dude or nothing like that. He was a regular person. And one thing led to the other, right place, right time, and boom. He's Puerto Rican, right? Puerto, Puerto Rican, yeah. But he's like, we'll sit down. Where did he down. come up with Bad Bunny? This Bad Bunny, huh? right? And Whatever. when he came it out, works. everybody was like, Bad Bunny, that shit is whack. When he came out, he was like, that's a stupid name. But like, I don't know. It just, it's, I don't know. I don't know, man. The dude just. Does he say it in Spanish? What's Bad Bunny in Spanish? El Conejo Malo, yeah. No, he must. Like, uh, sometimes, uh, My buddy Jimmy loves, loves Bad Bunny. I'm it's like, I can't get in the new. I'm old school, everything like old school, Biggie, Wu Tang, Nas. Oh, yes, yeah, hell yeah. So it's like my brain can't, I don't know if I can learn the learn new new music, but I love but the I, beats and I love No, but it. I'm the same way. Like, I listen to, so I listen to a lot of reggaeton and salsa and merengue and I because I like that kind of music, right? But I, I love old school hip hop. Like I said, I was in 96 when the Purple Take came out, the Ooh, firm. Cuban Links. Like, I mean, like when the shit Ray came Kwan, out. Yeah. Um, I learned in Hartford, I, I, and I lived there for like five years. A, a good portion of my upbringing was like in, with all our hip hop. Yeah. Because in Northern Hartford, it was at that time it was mainly black people that lived in Northern Hartford, and in the south of the south. So I love hip hop. That's like my, my I love hip hop. Now everybody you said pretty much like you went to the concert, the Wu Tang Nas Busta Rhymes. No, but Dude. I heard he was great. I heard Busta was like the best one. Killed Is it. this true? Hell yeah, he was in the middle. Buster Rhymes could perform like nobody. That dude's the animal. Him yeah. and Split Star, they started going at it. It was like, hands yeah, I down. I wanted to go. I had my golf tournament. Friends of Feeney had a golf tournament September 10th, Saturday. The concert was September 9th. 
I was like, if I stay up too late, I won't be able to, I won't be on my A game for the golf tournament. So I was like, but if they came back around, I was at the original Wu-Tang, I think in 96 or 97, Wu-Tang Rage Against the Machine. Back in the day. Back in the day. We kicked on the fence, lit stuff on fire. We were throwing sod. Now this, and I got a picture of it. I saw Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, and Nas on the same stage singing like uh, I don't know the title of the song, but it's a song that has all three of them. Yeah, and I I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is crazy. Incarcer- incarcerated incarcerated scar faces. faces. I think that's it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, one That'd of the greatest crazy. collabs oh, my of all time. God, like I'm I was just so like, I saw Raekwon at Toad's place in New Haven. I saw Nas after a Mets game. It was the best concert I've ever seen in my life. Went to the Mets game, and he played, like, a minute of all the best songs. And you just needed that minute to be like, ah, rap next song. Ah, it was the greatest concert ever. So we heard, like, ten songs, and he just killed it. It's after a Mets game. And then Raekwon has, like, a song, Lick Shots, Peace, Connecticut. Yep. He has that yep. line. And everyone at Toads was waiting for they it. They were waiting for it. Yeah, they were waiting. Everyone did, Peace, Connecticut. <laughs> oh, when he said that, everybody, we, 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 yeah. uh, whatever arena, the, 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 the Xfinity, the Xfinity, everybody went crazy. With yeah, that yeah. But like for me, I'm like, you know, I've worked my whole life, so I've been to very limited amount of stadiums. I've never been to a baseball, basketball game. I've only been, I've been uh, to one football game like two years ago with the Seahawks versus like Philly, and um. I've always wanted to watch Wu Tang. I've always wanted to watch Buster. I've always wanted to watch Nas. Yeah, so Dream I got come true. the whole concert at one time, chilling. Like it was the best thing. It was, it was best concert you ever been to. What the only one? Oh, it was the only one. I've never been to that. Did so, you have seats or were you on the lawn? Nah, seats. Nice seats. So I had seats. Uh, I guess the only concert before that it was I, I, I went. It was in Puerto Rico. It was a whole bunch of Spanish artists, and it's they call it the Yellow Pass. So you, you buy this yellow pass, and once you get into the circle of the yellow pass, um, there's a Puerto Rican beer called Medalla, and you just drink as much beer as you can for hours. All right. so just, anyone singing is going to be good exactly. after a while. Exactly. You crazy? You're like, what are you even saying right now? But it's my great. Don't say, man, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds provocative. No, <laughs> 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 that, that was pretty good. Cool. I didn't know yet. I, I haven't been too much. Oh. Well, I'm having so much fun talking with you. Uh, I could do this all day, all night. Uh, thank you for the champagne. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the hospitality. Great conversation. R-rated podcast, first yes. one ever. I love it. Xavier. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're getting those views up. <laughs> oh, 100%. We're going to share Drop a few more while share before we leave. Drop a few more. Um, <laughs> uh, we got to get you and Dante together on the mics. I would love to see that. Let, listen, yeah. me and Dante... War stories and <laughs> and he's just a cool dude, very knowledgeable. Like I, I love Dante. He's one of those person in the industry. Like I know a lot of people in the industry. He's like one of my closest friends in the industry. Nice, you know, be a good friend. So he's a good friend. A hundred percent. Speaking of, well, how's the hat look? It's a five panel camper hat. Try it on. Let's see. Oh, let's I got a big hat. Hello. I know you got a big dome. It's gonna oh, work I perfect. I got a big got dome a big too. It stretches or are we doing? <laughs> Hurry, I'll fix it. Let me. Let me. Pull it, it loosens. Um, yeah, big hats, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, oh, it's a little tucked in. So I make sure good. I have to wear a hat because I haven't got time to get a haircut because, you know, I've been working like a crazy. It's got the flat brim. 
Oh, that's too bad. big now. Now it's too big. Look, look, you could just tighten it. You got to pull it tight. Now it's too ah, tight. Well, while it's, you're it's a champagne. <laughs> I right, just want to drop before we, while you're fixing the hat, congratulations. This is a congratulations for me. Humble brag. I'll read this. Congratulations. Hi, Mr. Feeney. I want to congratulate you on being a finalist for Teacher of the Year. It's no surprise you're a finalist because you're such nice, funny, amazing teacher. So congratulations on being a finalist. I really hope you win. I hope you win. And that's from Coach. This is Avery. Her dad is the head coach of Northwest Catholic. So I, when in third grade, she's in fifth now, but I called her Coach. So she still said, to Mr. Feeney from Coach. Congratulations. Awesome. So, so you, you, what do you teach? I teach third grade in West Hartford at Wolka Elementary School. Awesome. Well, um, third grade? Third grade's everything. Math, science, everything. You yeah. do everything? Everything. All oh, day okay, long. Okay. Six, you know, almost six and a half hours. 23 seven-year-olds. It's Jeez. amazing. That's tough. <laughs> what was the issue with their phones? One kid came in with a phone today. And I was like, <laughs> dude. She's like, Mr. Feeney, my mom said I could meet her. And I was like, what? Is that a, is that a phone? What are you like, doing? I got on the, hello? But it worked. It was really working. Dude, so my daughter just recently started, in New, I live in Newington, so she just recently transferred to Newington High. And I'm sitting there with a the counselor. And I'm like, just talking. And the amount of things that this kid privileges, this kid, they get now in days. Back in the days, I remember, if you, had, if you, if you pull out your pager, you, you get suspended. Yep. I'm that old, damn, I'm that old. Pages. Pages. <laughs> Hit me on the hip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a two-way. Two-way. <laughs> That's when you made it big with the two-way. Yeah, two-way pager, is it? I was a line cook, and I saved up like a whole month's salary to get me a two-way pager. <laughs> that sucks. Hit me with the code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not everybody had it, so it was like five people you texted. I mean, to, to be honest, you know? <laughs> Man, that was, that was the good old days. Those don't come back. Again, but, we talk. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say thank you. Cheers. This means a lot. Wonderful podcast. Great chatting with you. Worth the wait. I'm so happy we're here. Beautiful building. One uh, Constitution Plaza. Gina Laurie, you're doing great things. The place yes, to be. Is. Yes, she is. I got to read this again. You know, it's like best practices. Add to your favorite brunch mixer. Get drinking. Cause a scene. Cause a scene. That's what, that's what we do every single weekend. Right? You have to come to a restaurant with an open mind. Yep. Like, especially like this one, Springfield, that has, New Haven, have DJs. Like, we have live DJs playing, you know, Craig G. Okay. He yep. comes in and his crowd is wild. He, like, he knows how to rock a crowd. Like, he does a good job. I mean, all the DJs do Darth Vader, which is very known in West Hartford. Yep. Uh, DJ Scales. These are all people, like, a really good friend of ours. And um, on the weekends, the party. You're coming at 12 o'clock, you're going to have a DJ playing. The food is going, the drinks are going, the champagne is popping. And it's all part of, like, you can't, you, you're not going to be able to see or do what we do. Now, you say 12 o'clock p.m. or a.m.? Uh, p.m. We do 12 Lunch. p.m. to brunch, 12 to 5. We oh. have a DJ. And it's just, like, loud music and a vibe. In the casino, they did uh, brunch and beats or brunch and biggie. And I was like, ooh, that was great. My wife, after her four, sister's 40th birthday, we stayed over and went to this brunch and biggie or brunch and... The music was great. It was one of the greatest times. So we'll be here. Yes, yes. Nicole, we're coming here. We're coming back 12 o'clock. Um, and that kid, I bring that kid. What this kid was. Oh yeah, Christian. Christian, 
So it was great, great to finally meet you. We learned so much about you. Yes, yes. You grinded it out. You started, you know, started from the bottom. Now you're here, you know. Little by little, from negative yeah, to positive. We're still, we're still going. <laughs> and we're still going. Um, so it was great. So uh, thank you so yes, much. No. Thank you. Thank Check you. it out. Episode 81. This is gonna be epic. This is great. Like yeah. I think is we we talked a lot of different things. We we touched on a lot of subjects. We, yeah. Uh, it was good. It was really good. So on three, we'll say be a good friend. One, two, three. Be, be a, a good, good friend. friend.